Hello everyone, I'm your host Patrick, and welcome back to another episode of Not Adding Up. This week, we have another former co-host back again in the starlight. The starlight? Yeah. The spotlight? Spotlight, yeah. Mm -hmm. Close enough. And that is... Gwen. Gwen. (laughs) I was like, is she going to introduce herself? Um, Yes, it is Gwen, and I'm really excited to be back, Patrick. I'm excited to have you back. I don't have any business to get into. So I'm just going to jump right into today's case, which I forgot what I titled. Today's case is, was Praveen Verghese murdered? First things first, a little background. Praveen was born in Evanston, Illinois, to parents Lovely and Matthew Verghese. Praveen was the middle child of two sisters, and he had a very close relationship with his family. Praveen had aspirations to become a police officer after getting a degree in criminal justice, and there was an ongoing joke in the family where Praveen would tell Lovely she was going to be the first person he arrested. Praveen had a long-term goal of working with the FBI, and he planned, well, he was in school for criminal justice, so like, I think he wanted to be a police officer for a while and then eventually joined the FBI. His family lived in the Chicago area. However, after graduating high school, Praveen wanted a change, so he chose Southern Illinois University for college. Some of you may be saying like, oh, it's the same state, not that far, but this was six hours from Chicago. Illinois is a huge state. Patrick would know. I am an Illinoisian, Illinoisian, yeah. No, that makes it sound like I'm saying Illinois. That is the biggest, I have a new coworker and she said Illinois, and I just like stared at her, and she's like, oh yeah, that's how I can really tell you're from there. Because you instantly <laughs> was like... But I'm pretty sure it's the fifth biggest state, so yeah. I didn't know that. I lived in like the middle, and I was still like three hours from Chicago. I think it goes Alaska, California, I think Wyoming. Wyoming's pretty big. Montana, no, Montana's bigger than Wyoming. Wyoming's Texas? a square. Oh, Texas is third. Yeah, Texas is third. I, I skipped Texas. Yeah, Texas, Montana, and then I think... Illinois, I believe. It might be sixth. California's in there, too. Uh (laughs) It's up there. It's up there. Top ten at minimum. Yeah, yeah. So our case begins on February 12th, 2014. Praveen planned on attending an off-campus party and to meet some friends at a bar afterwards. Typical college evening. He was a sophomore at the time, 19 years old, and he was living off-campus with another roommate. On the night in question, he would talk to his parents around 9 p.m. and everything was normal. Little did they know this would be the last time that they got to speak to their son. The parties were located on West College Street in Carbondale, Illinois, which was pretty close to the campus, but it was still still specified as off-campus. Did he tell his parents he was going to a party that night, or...? It didn't go into specific and like just catching up and saying I love you. I don't think they really... He seemed like he was a little bit of a 
of a party party guy who was very popular, very in the in the social scene. It seemed like. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of people in college don't necessarily tell their parents everything that they're. Oh yeah, totally. Going out to do, but he might have been. He might have told them of these plans. I just didn't know if there was any details about that last call, or what normal was. We do have details about a another call that he made to a family or friend, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. So, as I was saying, the parties were located on West College Street, and the bars were a few blocks away. And he would never make it to the bars after the parties. So for the next few hours, or like we have a kind of blank area in the evening, we do have some tweets that Praveen sent out, and they were around 11 p.m., in between 11 and 11.30. At 11.06, he tweeted, 99% of the time, I have no idea what's going on. And then he tweets again at 11.17 p.m., Bloody knuckles, dot dot dot, I was in a fight, hashtag, back down. And it was a picture of his hand as well. Oh wow. That's but very it, 2014 Twitter. I feel yeah. like you just used to tweet a lot of random thoughts on your mind and stuff. Yeah. And like he obviously is not very bothered by this fight. Yeah. Like he was, I guess, I think trying to like throw it in the other person's face. Hmm. I, I don't know what hashtag back down means. I guess, like, I like telling like, the other yeah, person Yeah, that's what I'm down. saying. Like, fuck you. Like, I have bloody knuckles. What do you have? Post a picture. Yeah, bloody knuckles is intense. I don't <laughs> I mean... You can punch a wall and get bloody knuckles. Well, I mean, intense if you're thinking about fighting a person. Yes, yes, absolutely. Praveen would make his final communication at 12.29 a.m. He would call a friend who recalls that Praveen sounded out of breath and was running. She heard another man's voice saying, give me that back, to which Praveen responded, I am trying to help you. The friend says that they believe he was referring to the other man as Greg or Mark and told them, not, and Praveen told his friend not to hang up the phone. And then he also said, give me my pills back. And then the call would end right after that and it was just under the two minute mark I think it was like a minute and 58 seconds so this was about an hour after the tweet about the fight a little over okay so do you have a timeline of the party like when that started no that is the that is the very gray area okay we do have later we'll get into we have a indication of when he left the party okay so that is but we don't there is a gray area in between 11 17 p.m. with the bloody knuckles tweet and then when he left the party we don't really know gotcha what was going on was assumably college party things you said he never made it to the bars was there indication that that was his plan yes okay yes that was very it was very clear that he had plans to go to the bars after the, the party. house parties yeah okay and it was a walking distance mm-hmm. gotcha yes i didn't didn't specifically say that, I just said a few blocks, but yeah, walking distance, definitely. That's something to, that is something to remember. By the next day, Praveen was a missing person. His parents were notified in Chicago and immediately drove down to the campus, which is a six hour drive. They are, his mom gives me fucking goosebumps. I love her. She has a quote that we'll get into, 
but this woman is a bad. She's just the definition of don't mess with my fucking kids. Like when you mess with the kid, you get the mama bear. I assume you're gonna come back to it, but I have to ask about this phone call. How did it end? To his friend at 12, 29. It, it, so that's the thing. The last thing that it said was to give me my pills back. And I think that's the last thing of intelligible, okay. like that's the last thing and that they could make out off. and then it cut off. But he had told, he, it was a female friend and he had told her, don't hang up. So he didn't have intentions of hanging up, it seems. Okay. And did she try calling back? or anything like that. I think she had to call back a few times and she also she also got in touch with his parents. Okay. I think I don't know if it went to voicemail, but they weren't able to get in contact with him again after okay. that. A lot of the times well I guess not a lot of the times, but I feel like when it's a, in a case where it goes straight to voicemail, it does mention that cuz it indicates the phone was either like turned off or destroyed. And it wasn't saying that, but it just says that that was the last communication anybody had with him. When his parents arrived in Carbondale, they were a little upset with how little, they were very upset with how little it seemed police cared. As, can you guess what they said? He's a college kid, he just passed out at a friend's house, he'll be back, he's an adult. SIU did not even send out a notification to all the students to inform them of the missing person situation, which I'm like, hello, 2014, like, Twitter, Twitter is a factor here. So like they had that, you know, they at least had to have like a school Twitter or like a fucking Facebook or something like, Oh yeah. even I know that there might not have been the communication methods that we have today, but still, I think it's a missing student that was at a house party that other students were probably at. I think that would be something to, to notify the campus. You would think, but I'm sure they're just sticking to, you know, Drunk college kids pass out at their friend's house all the time and they sleep in all the time, which obviously is a terrible take, but I'm sure that's what they were sticking to. His mom was not having this. She said, if this was a white male, there would be helicopters flying 24-7 until they found him. And I think that has a lot of weight to it. Absolutely. Police would even take a day off of searching on the 16th, less than a week following his disappearance due to being short-staffed which i'm like okay we get it short-staffed but it's like i wonder what 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 was taking priority over this, <laughs> this searching for yeah. a very recent missing person yeah like and how big is this town i think it there's not much going on there other than the university it's not a big town in so just like a typical college town I, I wouldn't even, like, I don't think it would even be on, like, Morgantown level because it's, like, SIU is not a big university. Okay. So it's, like, I would even go on, like, probably, like, small farm town. Like, me, like, every everywhere in Illinois that's not Chicago, small farm town. Gotcha. <laughs> and I'm so very wrong So this definitely that, should but... be taking priority to the police. Yeah, that's, I can't find any, like, it's not like this is I mean, it city. always should, obviously, yeah. but, like. This is not, like, What else city. are they dealing with, literally? On February 18th, two days after that day off, a tip came in that would lead police to the discovery of Praveen's remains. Praveen was found in a wooded area just short of a thousand feet from the nearest road. His mother would ask to see the spot that he was found, but this was refused by police. Was this spot like wooded area? Like it was off of a road into a wooded area, and I don't think it was an interstate, but I think it was a highway or at least a like 45 mile an hour straight stretch road. 
Okay. Because we'll get like there's something that if there's a car pulled off on this road, it's it's a sign. It's like okay, something's wrong here. Okay. And it would grab police attention. Something just hit me. Does anyone know what "Give Me Back My Pills" is in reference to? No, not at all. And it remains a mystery. And it remains even more of a mystery because no, no, no. Okay. The drugs in this, like drugs in this case, is just like it's very prevalent, but there's no actual evidence to sustain. It's just it's crazy. Well, I'll I'll explain. I just didn't know if he had like a medication that he needed to keep on him that, or if it was not like something. Yeah, it was okay. not something that was mentioned by any of his parents, and he didn't have. No, yeah. I'm Sorry, not gonna, that just popped into my head no, that's, and felt like I needed to ask. I'm, well, it's good because we're gonna reiterate a few times. But yes, he was found in this wooded area, about a thousand feet from the road, off the side of the road. So it wasn't like there was like houses or anything. It was like road and then off the road into the woods. An autopsy reveals that Praveen died due to hypothermia and it was accelerated by the fact that he was wearing jeans and a t-shirt and the temperatures that evening hit below zero degrees Fahrenheit. Below zero, okay. And he only had on... Jeans and a t-shirt. Was he seen previously with more layers? Mm, I... There is something about his clothes that is not... Um, Adding making up. sense adding <laughs> up yeah but it was i don't think so I, it wasn't mentioned that he had like a coat or something on before okay. um because i don't know if you're going out to like parties and I, the amount of times i see college kids going downtown and like a t-shirt and it's freaking 30 out and i'm like what the hell are you doing it's the alcohol it is and also it's kind of a pain to drag your coat in from place to place because if you're drinking, you might not remember it, and if you're kind of warm from the alcohol already. So yeah, not a crazy idea that he wasn't wearing a coat previously. But it doesn't seem like Praveen had any alcohol warming him up. Oh. He had scrapes and abrasions on his body, which the coroner explained came from the wooded environment, just stumbling around in there. Mm -hmm. Something that is extremely important is something that I just hinted to. And that is that the toxicology report was negative for alcohol. Oh, wow. That's interesting because he was at a party, but it's even more interesting when we get more into this case. And as I already, well, I didn't mention this yet. I mentioned that they were prevented from seeing the spot that the body was found. They were also prevented from seeing the body. His parents were prevented. And all of the details surrounding his death would remain a mystery to them for months. And they had to fight tooth and nail for the right to do anything in this case. Oh, that's awful. They were just expected to take this explanation and put their loved one to rest and ask no questions. Is that legal? Can you, like, legally she, they, tell the parents? No, they, they found legal avenues and they got them to... Well, actually, I think... Well, I'm like, I, I don't know if I put that in here. There was a... Um, the attorney that was involved with the case that was saying, no, 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 just step down. And then a new one came up and he was like, yeah, you can have this stuff. So it, yeah. it's, it, but yeah. And I, I think I have that in my notes somewhere and it flows into another part more, but there's a lot of things that seems like the justice system has more interest in covering this up for a particular individual. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, 
denying grieving parents the the chance to see their son if that's what they wanted that's feels illegal and just morally awful so and as it's something if it was like an active investigation and even even then you hear plenty of times where the parents are still going and identifying or like just seeing their loved one's body but yeah it seems like they're cut and dry like hypothermia this is an accident why can't they see the body yeah and you know it's different if they're trying to protect them from you know if he was really injured things like that you hear but it sounds like he just had scrapes so yeah that's all that's on the original autopsy notice i say original original autopsy just says he died of hypothermia and just fell and that was the scratches it was they were it it came from the wooded environment he didn't this i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to it more later talk about it more later Mm. he didn't have his shoes that's what i was kind of referencing obviously you're gonna have your fucking shoes if you're going out he didn't have shoes on. Did you say that and I missed it? Or? No, no. <laughs> okay. You asked about his layers. Okay. And I was kind of like beating around the bush because I didn't want to quite say it yet. But he didn't have shoes on. And can you guess where there weren't there weren't any scrapes and abrasions? His feet. Are you kidding? And they're going to try to say that when someone is experiencing hypothermia, they do tend to like shed layers for whatever reason. And how convenient for them. But I'm like, I feel like the shoes would not be your... I, get, I don't know, maybe that would be, yeah, because that, that's where you take off first when you get undressed. But, like, if you're, like, if it's for... Comp- like, if you're trying to, like, cool off, hypothetically, you take off your shirt. I yes. Feel like. And he, it didn't say that he was found without his shirt. Or, oh, I totally don't buy it, but I'm assuming trying, that's what they're yeah. trying to say. So were the shoes found at all? No. Me shaking my head, like, you guys can hear. No, they were not. Okay. But what's the question on everybody's mind? We've kind of skipped over this, right? So what was, how did they find the body? A tip was called in. Oh. So who was this tipster? And how do they know? The tipster, whose name I will leave out, isn't the individual involved, and it's not the individual we're interested in. But it was the tipster's cousin, Gage Bethune. There are conflicting reports on whether Gage was a local, was just a local, or if he was attending SIU. And it, it, it kind of matters, it kind of doesn't matter, but like there, it is conflicting reports. So, is there anything on what this tip call said? Was it, there is a body, or I have a tip about Praveen? Oh, there is. His cousin said that Gage recognized Praveen's face on the news and said that he had gotten into an altercation with him five days earlier. Record scratch. Wait, mm-hmm. do you mean, do you mean on the day he disappeared? And was he by chance on the phone? Gage would attend the same party as Praveen, which was kind of weird because if he wasn't a student, then why would he be going to... A, like color. I mean, I guess that happens kind of frequently, but whenever he went into police for questioning, which he did so voluntarily, he told them that he didn't even know who was having the party, and his friends found out about it, and he was just their ride. So, 
So he's saying he wasn't at the party? He was at the party, and he did. He even admits to drinking at the party. Okay, but he... It was kind of a last-minute thing. Yeah, he doesn't know who it was. He was just, like, heard from a friend. And he just leaves his friends there after, like, being their ride, which, like, maybe they knew the people throwing the party, but, like, why would you be so in the dark about somebody who is, like... If you trust them enough to leave them there with that friend, like, I would feel like you would at least know them. To say their name to police. Like, if you're like, oh, I don't know whose party it was, I don't know whose house it was. Maybe he was trying to protect them, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not a crazy idea. Like, I feel like with college parties, especially in, like, a smaller college town, it is just kind of like a house party, it's a house party. Yeah. But if he's leaving his friends... Yeah, and, like, I, ha- I also have to realize when I research these things, I'm like, Patrick, you did not... You did not do the college party things, so like you looking at these things is not necessarily how they were looking at them, and maybe it's not as weird as I. Yeah, I mean, if he saw his friends like with other friends that they have in common and knew that they were with other people or something like that, it's not the craziest idea. But I'm assuming there's um, much more to it. Shortly before midnight, it is known that Gage left the party. It was raining, and he saw. Praveen walking, and he offered him a ride. He said, nobody deserves to be walking in the cold. That was apparently his thought process. He's telling this to the police? Yes. Okay. Voluntarily. Gotcha. Gage didn't know him, didn't know his name, didn't know Praveen's name. He described him as a typical college kid with earrings, and he said he never asked his name. But, like, small talk, that I think that's what you start with, that you're going to pick somebody up. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the first thing. I would, I would, I would assume so. He said that Praveen was making calls to someone to plan a cocaine deal while they drove around. So that's out of the blue. Mm. So now he's slinging some cocaine, okay? Okay. And he never gave Gage a destination. So Gage just picks up the stranger and starts driving with him in his car with no destination. That sounds perfectly fucking normal to me. Yeah, and is he also admitting to drinking and driving? Um... So, it is unclear if he had it that in his original statement. I'm pretty sure he said he had a few drinks, make, making it nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. But, like, Praveen was fucked up. He was intoxicated. He was clearly fucked up on something. That's what he's telling the yes, police. Yes, yes. So, okay, and we already know so that. So, I'm the savior. I had a few drinks. I'm the DD, so I was being responsible. And so patient while he calls for cocaine. And not knowing where I'm going to drive him. Okay. So apparently, eventually, there was a little verbal confrontation about this. And he was like, well, where the fuck do you want me to take you? And then he was like, I don't... Yeah, confrontation, verbal. And then it got physical. In the car. In the car. Apparently, Praveen punched Gage while he was driving. Which, okay. okay. I mean, if, if that would make sense if somebody was drunk. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense any other time, really. So then he pulls over. And then they have, quote, a little scuffle and fall down the hill. Now, you said that Praveen's blood was tested and it was zero alcohol content. Was there anything else found in a tox screening? No. Okay. Nothing. And I'm like, I have this in my nose later. I'm like, so stick that in your pipe and smoke it. There was nothing found in his toxicology report. And toxicology report doesn't lie, so... So how fucked up was he? Hmm. And if you... No. And I'm assuming Praveen 
does not have a history of punching random people in the face. Or getting in the car with strangers. Not that either. Mm. No. He was a very, very sociable person. As I said, he was kind of known as like the class clown almost. Like very, mm. very likable guy. And it would be different if there was even a little bit of alcohol in there. You're a little more likely to hitch a ride with somebody definitely don't know from experience. But... <laughs> Yeah, this is all very strange. Go on. What else does he He said this scuffle maybe lasted 30 seconds, and then police, and then a police officer pulled up to check out the situation as his truck was just pulled off on the side of a main road around midnight with the lights still on. I'm guessing. Like, if they, I, I don't know. I don't think a cop would pull over just for a car, but if he saw the car on, he'd be like, okay, what's this? I mean, if he's lying about that to the police... Obviously, the police can confirm if that happened. Oh, it did. The cop did show up. Okay, the so that did, part... The cop did show up at 12.30. Okay, and the call was at 12.7. 12 oh, why did I The think? tweet was at 11.17. Okay. <laughs> at 12.29. Okay. So maybe he saw the lights and cut the call. Not for being, but... This is clearly the fight that the friend was hearing over the phone. Oh, yes. The confrontation. Yes, yes, yes. So Gage was already outside of the car when the officer pulled up and he told... Hold on. Question. How long was the call? (laughs) A minute and 58 seconds, I believe. Okay. And this guy is saying that the fight was about 30 seconds. I mean, I know when you're in the moment, you don't keep track of stuff like that, but go on. So yes, he was outside of the car when the officer pulled up and he told the officer that he had been in a fight with another individual who was just so intoxicated. And then the other person ran off into the woods. Dash cam footage shows the state trooper who spoke with Gage for 10 minutes and did a parentheses light foot search, close parentheses, but turned up empty handed because this, this uh, light light foot search was like shining his flashlight into the woods and leaving essentially. Okay. And he didn't even file a report. So he just bolted into the woods. And that does not cause for concern for police apparently. Okay. And Gage is doing what at this time? Trying to keep this confrontation with the police officer as short as he could because he had an open container in the cup holder. Okay. And that's exactly what he did. And then the police officer and he both pulled out and left and went along with their knights. Okay. So, like I said, they fought to get the rights to see their son's body. What I said earlier might have been with a different piece of evidence with the attorney stepping down we'll see i'm almost positive i made a note about that so we'll get to it but she worked as a nurse so she had she had some medical wherewithal and she finally got the right to see her son's body and she grew very concerned about the conclusion being offered that this this conclusion was not the truth seeing that it was hypothermia she already felt that there was more to it and she finds inconsistencies in the report. One said he was face up, the other said he was face down. And that was just the one that was mentioned, but I think she found more just little things here and there that were different in reports that she was like, they're not 
this is not adding up. Oh yeah, obviously troubling. I mean, that's a very serious thing. That shouldn't just be all willy-nilly. Mm -hmm. When his remains were sent to Chicago, to a funeral director to prepare them, and this was no rookie, this was a 30-year veteran in the industry, the funeral director was also very concerned that the original autopsy did not tell the full story. The funeral director? Okay, that's when you know it's bad. He's even like, wait. So this is what prompted them to have a second autopsy performed. And the conclusions are not consistent with the first. The cause of death was not ruled as hypothermia, rather blunt force trauma to the head. And they didn't even report any trauma to the head in the autopsy. Just light scrapes and abrasions. Okay. This is the quote that I just, I fucking love. A wounded mom is the best investigator. My English is broken and my accent is bad, but I am going to talk. It's like, oh. a fucking queen! Oh. A queen! That really pulls on the heart strings. It does. I just, uh. It does. I'm like, and she fucking, she's been doing the damn thing. She is, and it, the justice system has just failed her time and time again, and she has been relentless, and they are still, this case is not one that is over. It is very much, it's very much ongoing, and I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I'm just, we she are, is a fucking queen, and I love, I love Lovely. Love her. We are rooting for her so hard. It's so sad that she has to go through this, but what a strong woman. The second autopsy found 22 injuries on Praveen's body and a defensive injury in the right arm. So the defensive injury stood, stood out as they typically do when you look into autopsies. So it went from light scratches to literally 22 defensive wounds and blunt force trauma to the head. So textbook definition, cover up something. And I talked about this earlier, but barefoot, never found the shoes, no, no damage to his feet. Did they check out the area for like footprints or anything? You mean the I area? Mean... You mean the area that they wouldn't let his family? Oh yeah. On, that they said you can't even view the area. So no, so they didn't. Did it say what condition his feet were in? It, I mean, it made it seem like they were in impeccable condition. Like, there was nothing on the feet that, like, if he was barefoot... Like, the fact that he was barefoot and his feet were the way they were... Very suspicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you walk around barefoot for not very long, and there's obvious signs of that, especially in the woods. So let's revisit this Gage character, if you would, with me, please. Yes. I have a hunch... He might just know that police officer. He he has to know a hell of a lot more than the police officer. A hell of a lot more. So inconsistent reports on if he was a student or not. But he was a very well-known member of the community either way. And very well-liked. Hmm. He was also 19, like Praveen, at the time of the incident. 
well known as in he's from there like his family lives mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. okay like I yes yes that's exactly what it seemed like and we'll get into it I, I didn't I didn't find what his family was in but they seem like they have a decent amount of spare change lying around for um, rainy days if you will gotcha he maintains that Praveen was very intoxicated. We know it couldn't have been booze, though. Okay, yeah, we know that. Mm-hmm. We know that it couldn't have been anything, but... What about those calls for cocaine, okay? He was making those calls. So he, he's not doing it, he's just slinging it. Mm-hmm. But the cell phone records? Did I ever mention any 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 calls going out? Oh? Hmm. <laughs> I didn't even catch that one. But no, Patrick, you did not mention any calls going out about a cocaine deal at all. But those pills, he's on the pills, you know? He has to be a pill fiend. Oh, wait, no, negative toxicology report. Okay. So, is the friend positive that it was Praveen saying, give me back the pills? Yes. Okay. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I was confused because a man's voice said, give me that back, wasn't Praveen. Praveen said, don't hang up and give me my pills. Okay. So clearly Gage is lying out of his ass about the cocaine calls. Mm-hmm. And this Good Samaritan story also loses a little bit more credibility when we think about the fact that this bar that he was going to was a few blocks away and he had every intention to walk. Absolutely. He is not known to take rides from strangers. As it is common in the 21st century, anyone hearing this story has to at least feel somewhat anxious when they realize a stranger is giving another ride to a stranger. We all listen to true crime. We all know bad things happen. We all know that that's not something that is safe to do. Especially if you're a criminal justice major who plans to be a cop. I don't care how drunk you are at a party. I feel like this is the very basics of stranger danger. But this could also be me I don't know, like, I haven't been in too many of those situations where I've needed rides, so... I feel like you kind of put your guard down, like, they're the same age and they're both guys. Like, I can't 100% say that if a girl my age offered me a ride if I really needed it, you know. (laughs) And just another layer of, like, I don't know, just another layer is the fact that, like, he is an Indian American man and Gage was a white man so like that's I don't know like I feel like being a person of color a stranger oh absolutely so I you definitely like make a very strong point that like they do and if they were at the same party if they had seen each other throughout the night but I still I'm like I even wonder I'm like who is that fight with and he didn't need a ride that's possibly the most suspicious part mm-hmm. is like he didn't need a ride so yeah but Gage was never arrested or even named a suspect in the case following all of this his family would try to evoke freedom of information act but were turned down by the state's attorney oh this is what this is this is where it's coming from so they they did fight they fought they took legal avenues to get access to his the records and all of that they had to do that the hard way or they did everything the hard way but with the freedom freedom of information act with all the other files in his case they had to wait until an attorney removed himself from the case and a new attorney came on and granted them access 
essentially like they were fighting it and fighting it and that's what resolved it eventually was that happening wow i knew i was thinking of that from somewhere i was like i swear i read that in here so did they even do like an official questioning because i know if you come in voluntarily and just do like a little interview was there anything more than that yeah and they were inconsistent there's a few inconsistencies so there was multiple interviews with at least two okay at least two because the first time he came in on his own accord and i watched probably about 20 minutes of that one and after the fight like i feel like that was like the the main like his uh i wanted to get every detail from that and see if there was anything out of it and it was just very very vague and you could see that being vague if he was making it up you know what i mean yeah but how was his demeanor very calm cool and collected but it's like i feel like he he has this sense of um immortality in this town because like his he's so well known everybody likes him so you know what i mean like i don't know if he knew the cop that evening but he has connections in carbondale let's just put it that way so okay so this fight for the freedom of information was a long one but by july of 2017 three years later the prosecution felt that it had gathered enough evidence to charge gage with murder three years later he was charged oh we're getting there honey. Oh, oh it's getting i'm afraid he's oh gonna you're you're not no, end up... stop oh stop oh and then this is like a very like very weird thing about the case but it's i didn't spend too much time on it because they couldn't use it but there is cctv footage of gage carrying someone across the street the night Provine presumably died what but it is far too grainy for it to be used for evidence you can't make out of it if it's him like you like they could yeah but that that was like one of some of the evidence that they found that like kept the kept the, the um. fire going yeah dragging somebody carrying carrying somebody i mean okay where was the cctv footage from like in comparison to where praveen was found it was a street camera Mm -hmm. and it was his truck was where he was going towards but it wasn't the specifics like i said it was on west college street i think but yes west college street was where the parties were located but it doesn't say if it was on that exact street but they were looking they triangulated out of that um area so i'm assuming he would street parking close to the party but what then we don't know because if it wasn't even him like we don't even know if it was praveen later that night we find out that after the uh police officer encounter gage went and picked up a female but obviously i don't think she was carrying him he was carrying her across the street. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of details that have emerged, I think, so far after the it the situation that they're just so they're just so gray. Mm-hmm. But it's and yeah, that that one where I was like CCTV is normally like bam 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 in every article. That was only mentioned in a few because I think that it was so it was such weak evidence. Yeah. But I think they had enough. I think they used his car to be like this this was at least gauge, but we can't tell anybody else in this video. Yeah, it kind of sounds like one of those things that, like, probably holds some evidence, but, like, just the technicality reasons they can't put it in court. But, I mean, pretty damn suspicious. Like, what did he have to say with confronted with it? Or do we know? 
Well, he's always maintained his innocence and always stuck by that story of he was just giving him a ride. He was acting crazy. And... And it was just some other random guy on the CCTV footage. They, I don't have a response to that. It, um, like I said, they didn't bring it to yeah, they so, didn't bring okay. it to trial, so I don't even know nothing if they, on the record. I don't think they would have had the opportunity to do so unless it's a media outlet. They, the coverage stopped in 2018. That's a frustrating thing about like recent cases. Like 2018 is not that recent, but I had one that was like 2020, and it just like article stop like the media stopped caring about it but it's like no there's so like there's still so much more to talk about and like the media is all about like oh headline sensations like you could still be doing that like why are we giving up on this story and not like continuously and you think and this isn't the right way to think the right the way people should be thinking is this young man had his life taken way too soon and it's unfortunate that oppressed groups don't get the correct coverage. And it's unfortunate that small little details bring people into talking about it. With all that being said, I feel like the tweet, the multiple tweets would kind of bring people in. Like, I feel like that was the time where you could start seeing and that little clues on social media and, you know, internet. That sleuths. wasn't a big piece of the puzzle. It wasn't very focused on. I don't even think... I think the only tweet that was actually in the article that I read was about the bloody knuckles and then I clicked on the link and then it took me straight to his Twitter which is kind of eerie. It was still active and it so that those were his last tweets. And that's the thing like it is eerie and I just feel like if nothing else if not all the right reasons like that would get people really interested and oh. involved. Oh it's funny we say that. Keep this put a pin in it. Okay. Because oh there's a, there's plenty yeah and I think media does see that there is money to be made here. Gotcha. But when these charges were brought in 2017, he was originally held on a $1 million bond. And it was apparently reduced to $100,000. And he paid this and pled not guilty. So he was free to go until the trial. $100,000 for... A murder bond. And the fact that it was like ultimately held for one million, but he got out after paying a hundred thousand, which is I don't know if that's always how I'm like mm. seems a little small town like pulling strings. Reminds me of the Oakland County child killer of uh, Jane Burgess getting that guy off white. Why can I remember her name, but not Christopher Bush off like four times for those child molester cases and always getting the sentence reduced. So he had a pretty good lawyer. Or somebody vouching for him that had some power. In January of 2018, his attorney, Gage's attorney, would file for a change of venue, noting that the amount of media coverage the case has received, it is, because that sometimes that is granted. Not in this case. So take that. Mm -hmm. And his trial would begin in June of that year, 2018. He admits to lying to the officer and explains that he had a cup of alcohol in the car on trial, which I mentioned earlier, but... He lied to the officer about having alcohol in the car? Yes. Okay, so he admits to that. He also informs the jury that he neglected to inform police that he picked up a girl on the way home. Okay. A little over a week after the trial begins, 
Gage is found guilty of first-degree murder with aggravated battery. He was not found guilty of first-degree murder with aggravated factor of robbery. Now, here's my question. If we're in 2018, why is DNA not playing a role in this? DNA on clothing of Praveen's? I mean, just... <laughs> I don't know, DNA. I feel like that solves things. I know, but I think there's not really much for, like, his clothing, maybe. But, like, yeah. it would have been his face. Like, if there was a fight, if, like, I've never... Could you... I don't know. I just feel like, you know, if there's an altercation, like, someone scratches someone, you could get DNA, like, blood being... I mean, there's a whole second autopsy, too, so... But that, I don't know if they would have found anything that would have been suspicious enough to test to be like, wait, maybe this wasn't from him. Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't really know. I'm like, simply solve it with DNA, right? So this conviction, the judge was not happy with, and he threw it out. The judge threw it out. He did this because of the use of the word knowingly in the following passage. He said it was very confusing to the jurors, apparently. Mm-hmm. Gage Bethune committed the offense of first-degree murder and that he, in committing or attempting to commit a forcible felony with an independent felonious purpose, namely aggravated battery in violation, knowingly made physical contact of insulting or provoking nature, inflicting by defendant's own statement multiple punches to the head and face, rendering the victim dead weight. So, knowingly made physical contact of insulting or provoking nature. That seems pretty easy to understand. Knowingly made physical contact of and insulting or provoking nature. Kind of not really the most important word there. I mean, how do you accidentally or unknowingly harm someone to death? Okay, so this. Hmm. Okay, so this judge. Throw is, it out. Alright. Conviction thrown out, retrial is required. Charges dropped completely by November of that year, and he was set free. <sighs> Prosecutors are currently working on rebuilding the case and hope to bring it back to trial in which they intend to pursue a felony murder charge. Once again. Well, what is the defense even trying to say happened then? I mean, his story makes no sense. It has inconsistencies. His defense is harping on the fact that he's a good guy from, like, everybody knows him, and he's a good guy, and he got caught up in this, and his story is the truth. Okay, so he ran into the woods and just happened to find somebody else. That's the theory of the defense. Ran and fight somebody else? Found somebody and, and fought and, you know. I mean, I think that she could have been hearing the altercation that Gage is admitting to. No, no, no. I mean, Gage is saying that he ended up just running into the woods. Like, that oh, was the last oh, time yes, he saw him. Oh, yes, yes. And that's what he told the officer that night. Okay. And he was found in those woods? Yes, yes. He okay. was, And that's because he told his cousin. His cousin called it in. The woods were searched. His body was found. Okay. Could have been done that night if the officer actually searched the woods. I mean, now, this officer... Did you say that there was or wasn't dash cam footage of this? There was. Okay, so that happened? He ran into the woods? Dash cam footage of him talking to Gage and doing a 
flashlight swap. Okay, so there's no actual footage of him running Praveen? into... Praveen? There's yes. no footage of Praveen at all. At all. At all. Period. Gage was outside the truck, walked up, said, hey, he just ran into the woods. We just had a fight. He was drunk. The guy was like, all right. Doom, 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 doom. They talked for about 10 minutes, but... And the officer never checked out the car, right? Because he didn't Obviously see the open not, container. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, didn't check out the fucking car. Yeah, that sounds unlikely. So there's a little bit of good news, good things that came from this. Take it with a grain of salt. Praveen's family returns to SIU each February to honor their loved one. They started a new criminal justice scholarship in his name so they can help other young minds pursue the goal that was near and dear to their son's heart. Wow. A quote from his mother is, We are trying to honor his dream, and what we are doing for the past six years is pick criminal justice majors. Every year when you walk, you feel that connection. I feel like a part of my soul is here. What strong people it takes to turn a tragedy into a chance to give back to the community. Truly. Oh my goodness. And you know, that is such a heartbreaking part that he wanted to go into the criminal justice system and try to help his community. And then that same system is just screwing him and his family. God. Yeah, this is certainly not adding up. I'm very confused about a lot of things still. Like, I didn't realize that the dash cam footage didn't show Praveen at all. Nada. So... Because it started at 12.30. It started at 12.30. It said that, yeah, the the officer pulled off at 12.30. So, like, that's when it started. So, I don't know exactly when the dash cam footage that I was watching was... And Gage just comes up and is like, I was fighting with this guy and he just ran into the woods. He comes from the directions of the woods, too. Oh. But it's a dash cam footage, so it's like he comes from that end of the car. That was like online speculation, like sleuths talking about it, but yeah. Okay, so he... So it's suspected that, I mean, he probably got into a, quote, fight and killed him and then was just talking to the police officers right Moments after. after. Jesus. Okay. Intoxicated too. Now, do we know anything about these tweets that were sent out? Because he said he got in a fight. They were at the same party, right? Yeah, there was no talk of any of that. That's like left for speculation. What about these people at the party? Were they interviewed? They were mad that they didn't inform the um the students and i think that after they found his body in the autopsy they were like closed case this was an accident like they didn't treat this as a homicide at any point it seems like so no one has any idea what this fight was that he had tweeted about no one to no one looking into the case on online you know what i mean if you were there maybe but okay but no one's come forward okay well, that's pretty suspicious. If it wasn't with Gage, you'd think someone would come forward and be like, no, I know at least what that part's about. And, I mean, this guy called a friend and was like, don't hang up, right? Like, I mean, he was obviously in some sort of danger. This wasn't just like, you know, minor fight that 
Gage is trying to make it seem like. No, it's very, 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 very shady. It's all and the fact. I mean, so there's many a documentary. There's, like I said, like I'm gonna go back to this made recently about the case. It was called "Who Killed My Son." And for some reason, it was removed from all streaming platforms, and I can find it nowhere online. And it was literally just released like a year ago. Are you kidding? Oh my god. I mean, literally, the autopsy shows blunt force trauma. Like, Praveen, I'm so sorry your life was taken from you so soon, and I'm sure you would have made both a great police officer and FBI agent. It seems like your family will keep up the fight to bring justice to your name and we will not stop talking about it until something is done that actually makes fucking sense yeah you know as always my heart just goes out to the family and i mean it's it's really a beautiful thing that they made the scholarship and that they've continued to fight and just to make a documentary and have it taken down like I can't imagine. And it was like, I think with Discovery, like it was like a big name and it, I'm like, why is it being taken down? Maybe because of the trial ongoing, but I still like, yeah, but it was, the whole thing was in production after the trial. I feel like, I'm like that would have been a factor that would have been known from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it is to do with the trial. So he's going Flynn. We don't know. Okay. There's no set date. Great. Yeah, yeah. I truly hope that they find justice for this. Definitely will post any updates if we have them. So that is all I have for the the case this week. And that was, was Praveen Fergie's murdered? I hope that you all enjoyed the episode and find it as infuriating as I do. Like, this is this could almost be a solve with a grain of salt episode if they didn't throw out that fucking conviction. Mm-hmm. And then they did. Mm-hmm. So it is most definitely a regular not adding up episode because this is not adding up. Why are we throwing away that conviction? The word knowingly is used very frequently. It is a very common legal term. Everything has L-Y so the fucking lawyers can argue it. And it just goes back to our system. I mean, it's a, I mean, he was 19 at the time, but now he's just a little bit older, white kid, college town, just, yeah, truly infuriating. Let me know what you guys think about this week's case. You can find me on Instagram at podcast NAU. That is at podcast NAU. And you can also find me on Facebook and TikTok by looking up Not Adding Up. I hope... Oh, thank you for coming on for another episode, Gwen. I, I definitely... was literally about to be like, are you not even going to thank me for coming on? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely have you back. I'm so glad that you had me back and I enjoy it. And I love listening every week. She is a great fan. She always gives me her feedback. Gwen is like one of the only people actually be messaging me her theories. My parents do all the time too. But I'm like, I want to hear what you guys think because I see people be listening. So let me know. I do. I'm always like, this is crazy. Here's what I think. But yes, thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming. And thank you all for listening at home, in the car, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. 
I hope you're all having a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and I hope you tune in again next Saturday for a new episode of Not Adding Up. Thank you.